So welcome to the mailroom. Uh, it's our way to get inside the very elusive mind of the opposite sex. Um, so today's topic is where's the beef? So where have all the good men gone? Are they on a remote island somewhere? Have they escaped to uh, a rural area of Idaho? We don't know, but we want to find them. And we may have one on the show today, uh, a very well-known, entertaining comedian, Jared Freed. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. Hopefully, Hopefully I can figure out where they are. Well, I'll, I'll look under the, my bed or <laughs> under a rock or something. I don't know. We'll find the good guys. Perfect. And also, I feel like from a lot of the, the things that you talk about, you could be a potential man whisperer from the other side. So maybe that's something you can help us delve into a bit too. I'll try my best. I, 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 I've talked about similar things before. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like every guy that you see in a relationship that you kind of envy is, it was a dick to someone else. You know, like is thought of like your dad has an ex Okay, because I and I use dad as an example because that's someone you love. Like yeah. everyone is just fine. So we're all trying to figure out the puzzle piece for us. We're trying to find people. You're trying to find your match, mm -hmm. not a great guy. You hope your match is a great guy. Yeah. You want them to, but they want, you, you know, because there's everyone has a story of a bad date or a relationship that went sour. So it's within all of us to not, you know, to do things that like, you know, because you're trying to figure this out. The problem with dating is you are going through your emotional things with someone else. Like you have to, and you have to include someone else in your own growth. So yeah. this is all dangerous territory for feelings. Like, so, um, so it's like, where do you find someone? It's like, to me, like you start at friends and family, like, you know, what fills your emotional, like, what makes you feel good? What what hangouts are you on that feel the best? Like, what dinner do you go on with a friend and you go, that friend is just the dinner I walk away with being like, man, I love that friend. And yeah. it's like, those are the people that like, you want to say like, hey, and I'm out here and I'm single. You, you know, they're the ones that should be looking out for you or they're the ones... And if they, the people that they know and they love, there's a reason that they love them. And that's probably the same reason or similar reason that you love your friend. Like it's all related. Like, but I just don't, the idea of like a good guy versus bad guy. Like I, I don't live in that world of like, uh, and I talk about this on the podcast a lot where it's like the idea that like, and this is a very social media version. Like everything's either great and the best or the worst. Yeah. Nothing meh gets a retweet. The only things that get retweets that get likes are things in extremes. That's how jokes are made. I get it. That's how the internet works. But we've kind of translated that into our everyday lives. And you have to kind of work against that. Like that is not how people work. People are generally just like, okay. And you're just trying to find kind of the fit between you and another person. Um, and, and usually that matches the fit you have with family and friends. And and again, the best way to find the best person is to be unafraid of losing people who are prospective good people for you. The, the interesting point about your dad, which I loved, 
um, without going too deep into thinking about your dad being with other people. But um, I think that's really interesting how you mentioned like your dad probably has an ex somewhere that thinks he's awful or he did something wrong. So do you think that it's like the right person that, you know, maybe you find at the right time? So it's a well, time thing or more like... Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no. I was just going to say, is it more, do you think, the timing or the right person in that case? It's a combination of both. Like, I think those are both. But, like, the dad thing, like, the reason that we, like, vilify, like, dating today is because there's just more technology. There's, you know, all of it's on steroids. Your dad didn't have uh, a phone in his pocket that was that that kept him at the bar 24 hours a day. Um, and, and so he just has less exes that think he is a ghoster or think he's, you know, uh, didn't text back or didn't, you know, call back, whatever. I, so I think timing is important. I think timing is important for men and women. I mean, for all sexes, but like in, in the sense of like a lot of men, their worth is built by, um, you know, monetary success, feeling comfortable to be able to move to the next step. I think that's an important thing. Uh, and that's like, Again, societal things are, are worked into that. I think a lot of women get the beneficiaries of, of societal excuses and men don't get the beneficiary of a societal excuse. A mm -hmm. lot of times where it's like your whole life, you're taught to like, you know, your sexuality is built on being the breadwinner and earning and bringing home and those things have changed and that's nice, but they haven't changed mentally for a lot of men you're dealing with. So again, timing works into that. Like I think, the thing women get a lot of beneficiary, the, the Disney movies, they screwed us up. They thought, you know, Prince Charming. Yeah, that sucks. They all suck. Life sucks. Like, it's like, you know, um, but like, this is the, um, so timing works into that. And, and, you know, your match might be at a different time down the road. But like, I, I think the one thing you can't do is try to judge your feelings through someone else's feelings. Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned ghosting, I, I know you talk about the fizzle out versus the ghoster. How do you differentiate those two? I mean, it takes two to ghost to me. Like, if you feel you're getting ghosted, it's all, why can't you send the text? Like, hey, what's going on? You felt one way before, you feel another way now. And, what if, yeah. And if I was in that position, I would dump someone. Do I want to date someone who hasn't texted me in two weeks? Mm -hmm. I, my answer to that question would be no. You might have a different answer to that question. But if, I, if someone hasn't texted me in two weeks, I would say, hey, if feel, I feel a little, you know, I feel that I'm not being pursued in the way I want to be pursued, so I'm going to end this right now. Do you think it's worth even saying that? Do you think if, like, the writing's on the wall or the writing's in the text or not, if someone's ghosting, I don't know. I, I think maybe ego-wise, a lot of women would be like, why it's, you write, where did you go? You know, is it bad? I, I, where did you go is a different text than, than, than hey, I am not going to date someone who would disappear for two weeks. Like, where did you go is inviting them back. The, yeah. And I don't give this advice for pride. I'm giving this advice. Uh, if you, you should go, text someone who's ghosting you to have an ending for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not for them. Yeah. Like, because here's what happens. Oh, three months later, when you don't text anything, there's almost this like unsaid, like, uh, like where you guys, they have to, you have to let that person know they are not welcome back here. That's why there's like the, what are the zombieing? They come back. Yeah. Because where did you go was the last text. 
hey, been a crazy two months. Uh, I found you. You have to, like, I think when you end something, it yeah. frees you. And what about you? What, what type of guy are you typically in dating? Are you, like, the nice guy, the self-proclaimed douchebag? No, I'm kidding. Um, or the, the sensitive guy? Like, do you consider yourself a certain type? Um, no, I don't really. I don't really... I think we're all so similar. Like, I, I think like, you know, like I, I subscribe to the 10% theory, which is that we're all pretty much 10% away from each other in our feelings and how we like go about things. So like, if I'm feeling it, then someone else is probably feeling it within 10% of that. Um, I, I don't know if it's a certain type. I think I've like, in dating, I've made mistakes that I, that I want to get better at. I've, I've, I've learned a lot of my, about myself through dating other people and through relationships that have, you know, done well and ended in failure. And, you know, I'm always trying to like, cause I, you know, I am trying to find a match. Like I, I, I am trying to find the person that like is that one. And, you know, and that's always been the goal through the whole thing. Um, so, it, it, and again, this is the problem. Like, if you say you're looking for your match and then you go on nice dates and so on, you're like, that's not really my match. That's a hard thing to say to someone. And for you on You Up and all the other things that you're doing, I know the comedy special is another one and you talk about dating on that as well a bit, especially with COVID. Um, is there anything that you think is going to happen when – the doors open more than they have. Do you think people will be like uncaged animals and just like make up for lost time and hooking up? Or do you think people will like long for more companionship because maybe they've been alone? What do you think is going to happen to all the single people? I think it's going to get weird. Um, Honesty is going to be king. I think time wasting is going to, I think the the farther we get away from the pandemic, the, the more I, I, this might change, but I think when the immediacy, there's going to be an acknowledgement that like time on earth is precious. Time with people is precious. I want to be with the people I love. I'm going to be honest and open. I want to be physical with people and not be in a relationship with them. I'm going to let them know that I, I I'm kind of hopeful for a more yeah. honest 2021 from everybody. I think, yeah, I think that's so important. It's one of the things we talked about on a previous episode is just communication. I think a lot of women feel like, they, you know, they could be physical too and maybe not looking for a relationship. And if everyone's just kind of honest in where they stand and what they're looking for, it might be easier in the long run than like, you know, giving the wrong impression. Yeah. You, you have to be unafraid of losing someone that isn't going to be what you're looking for. And I right. think that's, we, we all like, and again, this is like all ego and all like, you know, emotional stuff where it's, it's easier to, for us to say than to do. Like it's mm-hmm. easier for us to be like, be honest and, you know, say the thing that, that gets you what you want. But then when you're in that position, you go, yeah, I don't, I, I kind of like texting this person. Like it feels right. good to get a text from them. Like, I don't want to lose that. And it's like, and I don't want, and it's easy to blame. Well, I texted too much instead of like, well, they just weren't looking for the same thing as you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If it's like attention versus the person. Um, so one of the segments that we do is called text translations where we have Mm -hmm. women submit their text and then we have guests translate for them. So, um, this one 
is from a girl who went on one date with a guy. So this is conversation post date one. And basically it sounds like he's sending a lot of play by plays. So he's checking in often, but he's not asking for the date. So like an example of one play by play is, uh, how's your week? Well, Oh, actually, sorry. She wrote, how's your week? He wrote, good. A lot of work, a little tennis, eating dinner now. And then a lot more of that, just answering questions, no questions back. And then she finally writes, uh, so are you go going to man up and ask me out at some point? And then he finally writes like, oh yeah, I've just been busy or whatever. So the question there is, in calling a guy out, like, the way it was said, I thought it was funny. Like, are you going to man up and ask me out? Or do you think it would be better to like take it down a notch? Like any plans to ask me out? Like, or should a girl even have to do that if the guy isn't just making um, So I've, this situation is like, the, okay, guys like two things. Guys love options and they love wasting time. Guys love options, love wasting time. He's not on your schedule. He's on his schedule. So is it worth calling him out? Um, no, because you're not going to teach him anything. Like there's nothing to be taught. Like he wants to hook up with you without a date. He wants to hook up with you at his convenience. Maybe a date is included in that, but he wants to hook up with you at his convenience. So that's fine. He's allowed to like, he's playing the game. Yeah. You, he, but here's the thing he's doing well that she is not. He knows what he wants. He is acting in service of what he wants. He wants a hookup at his convenience. So she needs to ask herself, what do I want? Okay. Yeah. What do I want? I think her text needs to get her you need to put people in a position of yes and no and maybe means no. Mm -hmm. So stop thinking that maybe means yes. Yes or no, maybe means no. So how do we do that? My, my advice to this person is you want to send a text that says, Hey, this is, you want to be positive because you have to be, you don't have a right to be mad at this person. You just met them. Mm -hmm. Hey, this has been a lot of fun texting. I'd love to go out again. If you're up for that, let me know. If not, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to pull back a little bit. They either make the yeah. date or they don't. You've yeah. given them the wood, the nails, the hammer. They build the house or they don't. And he can say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But you've told him what you want. You want a second date. So is he going to, he either makes it or he does it. Now you're living in a land of black and white, which women love a lot more. Women want to know. I mean, guys love vague, women love black and white. They want you to either love them or they want you to trash them and say they fucking hate you. Guys love, like is on a spectrum for a lot of guys. This guy would fuck you, but it doesn't sound like he'd go on a second date. You know, like, here's the thing. Sometimes life happens perfectly. The guy asks you on the first date in the perfect way, then the second date in the perfect way, and then the third date in the perfect way, and he's doing all the right things. And you know what? Sometimes that guy a year in says, you're not the match for me and I'm going to break up. And that sucks too. It's going to suck either way. This is, a, this is a low percentage thing we're looking for. We're looking for love. Nine out of 10 people don't work out. The 10th the, the one ends in divorce 50% of the time. 
this isn't going to be easy. So you're going to find disappointments. You might as well find second date disappointment rather than six months. Like waste my day, waste my week, not my year. Here's the thing about dating. You want to get rid of people in the same way you want to bring people in. So like, that's called having taste. Mm -hmm. You can have taste. That's my advice. Yep. People with taste, you should be so yourself that someone goes, that is not for me. Because yep. it's, life is gravity. The same person, there's going to be one person that goes, that is not for me. And there's going to be another person that goes, that's for me. There's a but for every seat. Like, it's going to mm -hmm. happen. But you don't want it to happen with the wrong person. So why would you, like, like, like I could say what I want on a date. Like, I like to order every fucking appetizer and then try them all. Like, if someone was on a date with me going, I don't need all the appetizers, i go, we're obviously not a match. Like, that's okay. Maybe you would be because then you could eat all the appetizers and then you don't have to well, share. Th well, then I'm in a position where I'm like 700 pounds and I can't, you know, I'm immobilized. and Never for Got it. Yeah, I, I but I, I, like, I would just look at someone that didn't, like, to me, the fun of a date is like dancing around the shared plates uh, part of the menu. That's a fun night. Um, if someone didn't want to have fun in that way with me, I would go, oh, okay, we have different interests. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. So what about um, meeting people? So for people who are single and going on dating apps constantly, what do you think are like either the, the best things to do or not do any pro tips, even like openers of trying to get to know someone when it's like a very transactional way to meet? So I would say, first of all, the dating apps have to be a, like a part of the pie. Like it can't be everything. Like what percentage are we thinking? I don't know, whatever you want. I don't, you know, that's up to you. Like I, but I would say like, you know, if you, if you're doing like, you have family and friends, like the, the best, in, the best, the best meeting is an introduction as a referral because you have the person in common. And also there's someone to kind of like keep an eye on the whole situation. There's consequences. Yeah. What if your family has bad taste? Well, I'd say you need to start, you know, get better relationship with your family. <laughs> Like I, I so think like, they just have a bad track record of like, well, the problem, like as a Jew, yeah. I know that a lot of Jews will just set up any two Jews, but I, exactly. But then, but there's people I try, like, like when I want to tell a joke on stage, if I'm thinking of like a joke premise, there's people I go to and there's people I don't. There's yeah. people I, you know, and the same is with dating. You know, the people that are like thoughtful and genuine, you know, and again, I've, I, we talk about this on the podcast all the time where it's like, when people set you up and they do it raw, don't go on a, on a badly set up day. Like yeah. you shouldn't go on a badly set up day. Like you have to have taste in this whole thing. We had a therapist on the podcast. Um, and she was saying that like people see these as dating apps, but they're intro apps. You're just intro to somebody. It's, mm -hmm. it's meeting. It's seeing someone randomly at a bar. Yeah. I think we take people too seriously to right away. And this, you know, and so I think like dating app, problems come when you build something up to too much and I and putting it on a pedestal you've met this person and the problem is I do understand how that's confusing you're on the same you're communicating with them on the phone which is the same device that you communicate with your friends family and this person so it's a little confusing I can understand that so but I would say when it comes to like good openings like we're all narcissists and everyone everyone's dating app profile is their own art project your opening line should be about their art project. What mm -hmm. that's the, you're serving their narcissism, which is great. Yeah. So like if it's not personal to their profile, then 
then you're not really trying. I wouldn't, because they try, you, if they tried on their pro, profile, I would expect that you would try to connect with it. Yeah, for sure. So sounding like ideally it's a bit of a funnel, a sales funnel. So you have like the apps, you have setups, um, hopefully soon in real life and ideally being in places where you're doing what you like to do and bring out that side versus like maybe chasing it constantly or being in bars and having too high expectations. Having fun with friends mm -hmm. is the best way to meet someone. Yeah. Like I, and I, and I, that sounds like, again, like a lot of the things I talk about with dating. Um, and I think the reason people love the podcast and I think the reason it's gotten popular um, and people come to it is because a lot of the things, you know, everyone's situation is different. There is no rules. It's all you focus, your emotional state, your needs, your wants. And a lot, so a lot of this sounds like diet and exercise. No one wants to hear it's diet and exercise. Everyone yeah. wants to go, well, what's the, can I take apple cider vinegar and then I'll get abs? Like, no, well, you can try it, but diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And that's the yeah. same for dating. So like you go hang out with your friends and have a good time. Like people want to be around fun people. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then you'd say, well, I don't like going out. Okay, well then good luck. The good men come with consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think the dating apps, the biggest problem is that they allow people to be lazy. Men are generally not better off when they're allowed to be lazier. And they also, uh, you can meet someone that you don't have any embarrassment. Like when you meet someone, like I always say, like, I, like you should meet through someone, someone through your aunt. Yeah. Because your aunt, if you like, your aunt's going to say, how'd it go with, you know, Jess, you know, how to go with Stacy, how to go with mm -hmm. Rachel. And you go, Oh, we went on one day. Then, uh, I've been ignoring her ever since your aunt would be like, that's horrifying. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? You would have to answer to your aunt. Yeah. A and with a dating app, there's no aunt. So I think that's when you get into this territory of like people acting wildly and it is a wild way to act. It's, it shouldn't be accepted. I'm not apologizing for it, but that means you have to like, you know, I, I, I can only speak to the people who are listening. So it's like, yeah. and so it's like, it's raining out, bring an umbrella, like understand the yeah. world that you're stepping into. Like understand that like may, you know, if your connection to sex is very personal and very much a part of a serious relationship, then maybe the dating app guy you wait longer for, mm -hmm. you know, you have to, again, you have to like, you have to be aware of these things. Yeah. What do you think about like paralysis of choice and not just for men, but even women, like when you have so many options, like you talked about your dad or, you know, our dad. So in our parents day, it was like proximity, like, Oh, this person's next door and this person's down the street or you up together. And those are kind of your options. And that's what you know, and you're maybe happy enough. And now do you think that on both sides, could it be like, Oh, I like the tall blonde, actually the like almost tall redhead, maybe the brunette. You know, do you think that that's like hard even, or even for you now being in a three-year relationship, was that hard to turn off? I think you only hear about paralysis of choice from the people that are single. Yeah. Like, or not single, the, the, the people that you never hear about paralysis of choice <laughs> from the other side, like the person that was ending a relationship. Mm -hmm. You always hear about it from the person that was ended with. 
Yeah, yeah. So there's a re. I think they're looking for something to blame other than and and looking for ways to like rationalize it and make it. They're looking for excuses for why something didn't work out when. Yeah. That's to me like it's gonna work out. It's gonna happen. Like it's gonna happen for everyone listening to this. It's gonna happen. It's just, and so when it does happen, you would rather be with the right person than the wrong person. So like, if someone's saying, hey, I gotta go, like, let them go. Like, you know, let's take a look at the relationship without trying to like, look at it from like these, you know, these theories and stuff. Like, hey, did you, were there points that you could have been better? Is there points that like, what didn't you like about them? What did you like about them to bring to the next person to judge? Yeah. Like, let's be a better dater. They, when you take it personally, you want answers. And it's like, it's not about you. It's not about you at all. It's, it's actually so not personal that it's crazy. <laughs> but do you think if the person, so if that's the case, which sounds great, do you think though, if, if it's a good enough connection, then it would happen in that case? Like, if it's not yeah, about, well, yeah. I, I think like also like, you just don't know what's happening in someone else's life. Like you could have had a great connection and they couldn't have, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, it's, you know, the, the connection thing, like that's a kind of a vague word for like, you know, like that, like, but we had this connection. Okay. Well, what was it? Well, uh, we went on two dates and good conversation. You'll find that again. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, it's okay. I think like the main point is like, it's okay to lose people that were, you know, there's a lot of nice people in the world. There's a lot of people there's a lot of people you could have a great date with, you know, like, do you want to marry those people? Yeah. And also like a lot of times you're still a stranger, right? Especially on dating apps to not take it personally, because a lot of times, like, even if you just start a banter and then someone drops off and you don't know what's going on or you drop off, like oftentimes it's like people feel like maybe they don't owe owe each other as much because they didn't quite get there. And it's like when someone watches your Instagram story every day, it's like not even about you. They just like, it's about them. Or when they stop watching your Instagram story after yeah. a year and you're like, where'd that person go? So Jared, where can everyone find you and what, what do you have coming up and what are we working on? I am on Instagram. I post everything there pretty much at Jared Freed. And then I have uh, three podcasts, as embarrassing as that is. <laughs> When do you sleep? Um, I I just never shut up. Um, I have I have the U Up podcast, uh, and I do that with Betches, mm-hmm. um, and I love working with them. And that is a dating, a modern dating podcast. It's called the U Up podcast, and I have another podcast called the J Train podcast that I've been doing for like nine years, and that one is like a just a general life advice podcast but we tend to get more dating questions than not (laughs) and then i'm co-host of the bachelor which is the betches bachelor podcast so i co-host that and then i'm doing shows when does this this comes out next week you said yeah april 26th april 26th i'm gonna be in albany new york hey i'm gonna be in atlanta georgia Okay. So if so anyone wants to come to a show, what's yeah. that? I said I feel a, a field trip coming on. 
There we go. So yeah, <laughs> Atlanta and uh, Albany. If anyone wants to come to a stand-up show, I talk about dating. I talk about The Bachelor. I talk about food and all that Amazing. stuff. So, all the important. Yeah, thank things. you so much. Yeah, and one last thing, one last question. Sure. Um, if you have one, what would be your best dating story from your prime in your dating from career? Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so old and gross. Um, Before you went into retirement. I don't really have a best dating story. I, I never really... What's that? Or do you have a worst? I I hate those best worst dating stories. Like It, it gets me like... Because <clears throat> like, what you notice about someone with like all... You know, the funny part about someone's like, I have the best dating stories. And it's like, oh, everything's awful. It's every dating story. And I'm like, yeah, you're in every one of them. So what's the... You're the starring role, so maybe the yeah. yeah, this is if this was a rom com, it'd be written about you and your horrible dates that you make other people go on. So no romance. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm um I'm pretty boring when it comes to the date. You know, like a good story. Like it's like I don't know. Someone probably has a good story about me. They're like, yeah, you just fucking ate the whole time. Gross. <laughs> like I. Appetizers. Oh, yeah. And, what, about, um, what about any moves? Like, any signature moves that you used to do? Or, like, great ways to just meet people? Obviously, you're really outgoing, and you can probably approach people. Any good opener? I, good, I always think a compliment is a, is a great way to go. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm always like, love your shoes. Love your style. Love it. Like, good go and nice, you know, like, it's uh, like, oh, uh, and that's like, just like, and what happens is when you say, like, love your shoes, you know right away if someone wants to talk to you or not. Like, right. you know, right. like, love your shoes. Yeah. And then, they, like, the person who doesn't want to talk to you is like, yeah, yeah, pay less, shut the fuck up, and then walks away. Like, <laughs> what about, do you ever go, like, more sexual, like, great rack? Anything like no. that? That's it. Yeah. I That's hope not. <laughs> but, yeah, shoes are a good go-to. Yeah, love your style. You, yeah. You, you, you know, whatever. Like, love your style is good because it's also, like, it's enough, like, um... It lets the other person, like, you know, it's like a blanket thing yeah. where you go. Um, and it also, if you're honest when you say it, like, you, you know, you mean it. But, like, someone who likes you, someone who's attracted to you will go, oh, thanks so much. Where are you coming from? Like, they'll, they'll yeah. continue the conversation. Like, yeah. um, but if someone who's, like, in a relationship or, like, just doesn't want to fucking look at you, they'll go, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, thanks. And then walk away. <laughs> right. And you don't have to tell anyone about that. You know. Yeah. Li listen. We all have wins and losses. Well, this has been very insightful and um, entertaining at the same time. And as our last segment, just the tips, wanted to see if you had one tip for all the ladies of the world. I know you mentioned being yourself was a good one, and I know we've talked about a lot of different things, but anything that stands out, final PSA? Be unaf uh, you know, own your standard and be unafraid of leaving people who don't live up to that because a lot of people date based on potential instead of the reality. And mm -hmm. I think that is like, you're going to be chasing that potential forever. If, if, if you, you know, if you keep continuing it. So it's like, yeah, again, like that second date scenario, my, that person's standard is just a second date. That's pretty simple. Like it sounds simple to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go on the second day with them because I don't know them. I don't want to fucking, I don't, you know, but this person, if you had a good first date, they should want to go on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and I think setting your standard and owning it and 
being realistic of like, like, and also like thinking about what do you want? Like when someone goes, it's like the, what are we conversation? Like if you're having that conversation, well, what are the things that you're missing right now? Why are you having this conversation? Like, like take some ownership of that stuff. And I, I mm-hmm. think like that goes for both sides, you know, for everyone. But like, and I try to do that in my life. Like, you know, if you ask for specific vague requests, get you vague answers, mm-hmm. specific requests, yeah. get you specific answers. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Thank you. And, um, no problem. Everyone, thanks so much for uh, joining us on Mailroom. We have a lot more mail to go through next time. See you then.